Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Wednesday, May 19th. I'm Wayne Pratt. This is The Gateway. The influence of First Ladies can be overlooked, but Bess Truman's role is woven into President Harry Truman's story. Cementing that relationship from the beginning was very important to us. So the fact that he, they saved these letters and they're still here, finding that personal connection again. Hear more about the new Truman Presidential Library and Museum in Independence in just a few minutes. A St. Louis attorney who pointed a gun at demonstrators is in next year's race for Missouri's U.S. Senate seat. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on Mark McCloskey's decision. McCloskey and his wife gained national attention when they were photographed pointing weapons at demonstrators walking in front of their house. He talked about that incident throughout his announcement Tuesday night on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show. And people are just sick of it. They don't want any more posers and egotists and career politicians going to D.C. All we hear is talk and nothing ever changes. McCloskey and his wife were charged with, among other things, felony unlawful use of a weapon. But they're popular among Republican activists for speaking out against protesters for police accountability. McCloskey will join former Governor Eric Greitens and Attorney General Eric Schmidt in the 2022 Republican primary for U.S. Senate. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. The pandemic stifled many businesses in the Metro East, but some, like warehousing and distribution, experienced big gains. Eric Gohn is CEO of Contegra Construction, which builds warehousing at Gateway Commerce Center in Edwardsville. He says construction activity slowed in the first weeks of the pandemic. People were pumping the brakes, uh, trying to figure out how this was going to impact their business. What followed in the next six to eight weeks was the flipping a switch where e-commerce ramped up even more. Companies leased an additional 1.2 million square feet of warehousing in 2020. The majority of that space is at Gateway. Gowen says the expansion came from companies with existing footprints in the warehousing park, like Procter & Gamble, Unilever, and Dial. A state appeals court says Missouri cannot keep medical marijuana license applications secret. The Western District Court of Appeals has ruled on a lawsuit filed by a California-based company that was denied a license in Missouri. That company claimed it needed to see information from successful applicants to challenge why its application was denied. More than 800 companies that were denied licenses to grow, distribute, and sell pot have appealed. They want an administrative hearing commission to determine if the scoring system regulators used to award licenses was fair. The Department of Health and Senior Services argues a constitutional amendment that created the program required the application information to be confidential. Organizers of the Music at the Intersection Festival are hoping it will bring audiences back to local venues and strengthen St. Louis's music scene. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, the event is set 
for September. More than 60 artists will perform during the festival, which has booked soul, blues, rock, and jazz acts at six Grand Center venues. The Cranesburg Arts Foundation and other organizations started planning the festival a few years ago. They first scheduled it for 2020, but postponed the event because of the coronavirus pandemic. Chris Hansen is executive director of the Cranesburg Arts Foundation. He says the festival is just one step to a stronger St. Louis music scene. We could have famous artists that don't think they have to move to New York and all these other places to make a living and build a career and be noticed. St. Louis has historically had that. We just haven't nurtured it the way we should, and I think we're ready to now. The festival will maintain some socially distant seating and ask guests to wear masks. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. The Harry S. Truman Presidential Library and Museum in Independence closed in July 2019 for its largest renovation since initially opening in 1957. The $37 million project is almost complete and it reimagines the institution from top to bottom. Laura Spencer recently walked through with museum designer Patrick Gallagher. The museum experience has changed a lot over the last few decades. When I was growing up, going to a museum was almost a liturgical experience. Don't talk, don't touch, and stay in single-file lines. Patrick Gallagher is president of the museum planning and design firm Gallagher & Associates. He says these days, visitors can read, watch, listen, or interact. You really have to think about all the different ways people learn. And some people are cognitive, and some people are much more social. Some people deal better in an isolated experience. His firm has designed projects like the National Museum of African American Music in Nashville, the National World War II Museum in New Orleans, and the International Spy Museum in Washington, D.C., and a handful of presidential museums and libraries, including the ongoing expansion and renovation at the Truman Library and Museum. FDR, Reagan, Johnson, Ford, and now Truman, I guess I've become a little bit of a presidential library junkie. In the new Truman Presidential Library and Museum, visitors now enter on the east side of the building through a 3,000 square foot addition. Not just a new sense of arrival, but a whole new operating space for them. And Truman's life story is all on one level. This museum is set up in a chronological flow, so there's a very directional flow to how visitors go through. Truman was thrust into the presidency in April of 1945 with the death of Franklin D. Roosevelt. And Gallagher says, like other presidents, decisions define Truman's administration, especially the first four months. So then you turn the corner and you're at this this first four months. So the idea of creating compression for the visitor. So all of these incredible moments are weighing on the shoulders of Truman. Moments like the end of the war with Germany, the decision to drop atomic bombs on Japan, and the end of the war in the Pacific. So the the whole character of this experience was to create these moments where with each turn you had a dramatic vista to either an artifact or a graphic or something that basically leads you through. 
Like an upright piano that belonged to Harry Truman's aunt and uncle, Truman played throughout his life, or a light tower with the words, Dear Bess, with reproductions of letters Truman wrote to his wife, Bess. Cementing that relationship from the beginning was very important to us. So the fact that he, they saved these letters and they're still here, finding that personal connection again. In the redesigned library, there are immersive theaters, Truman's service in World War I, and a red-lit space about the fear and suspicion around spying during the Cold War. But you were also motivating people with these kind of profound, what are you hiding, who can you trust? You're underpinning that sense of a little bit of paranoia, and that encourages people to sit down and, and really dig in on the interactive. Artifacts were pulled out of storage, classified documents declassified, and video and audio uncovered to add new layers to Truman's story. As Gallagher puts it, Truman's thumbprint on history still resonates today, from civil rights to foreign aid to health care and social security. The narrative continues, and that's part of what a good presidential library does, is shows that the legacy is as significant as the years they served. And that's what people are going to see here. I'm Laura Spencer. Laura is a reporter at KCUR in Kansas City. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.